Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Faultline Social Podcast. Today, I talked to Christopher Mansfield of the alternative indie rock band Fences. Uh, it's kind of his project that's been going for a while now, started in Seattle. Um, he came up with some kind of other names you might recognize, Macklemore, for example. Um, he's worked with him in the past. For now, he re-released their album Failure Sculptures, um, which has got a couple of new acoustic tracks on it. So we chatted about that. There's a new EP that's coming out in April. So we talked a bit about that, kind of the process of recording. And then, as usual, we kind of delved into his past a bit, found out how he got on creating music, how he started, and uh, yeah, just his general approach to music and creativity. So thanks for coming on, Chris, and thank you for everyone out there who's listening. And yeah, take it easy, and I hope you all enjoy this one. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being on today. Stoked to talk to you, man. Um, I have to say, I'm a, I'm a new uh, listener to your stuff when I obviously checked out the album yeah it was it was really cool man I'm really glad that you guys decided to to kind of redo that and re-release it because yeah you know I never would have caught that first time around so yeah I think that's kind of that might have been like why why we had to do that I guess you know (laughs) yeah yeah for sure man was that um you know maybe in the light of we won't go on too much about the uh the pandemic obviously because it's everyone's kind of sick of talking about that at this point but was that maybe part of the thinking you wanted to um, get it, get it back out there in case it was missed. Sorry, some like street cleaner went by. Oh, you're asking okay. if we did it because of like the timing of the first release and the yeah. pandemic and everything. Yeah, did that kind um, of factor into it? Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I don't know. It seems like yeah, it seems like it kind of came out, and I did like a little tour, and then it seemed like that hit like pretty much pretty pretty shortly after. And and you would think that that would sort of be a time when everyone. Would re- was really like listening to music and i think they were but maybe just like not not that album because but i do know that like the spotify ceo made like so much money during <laughs> during that and everything so it's not not necessarily the, exactly uh the reason but yeah it just sort of feels like everyone kind of coming out of this or something it just it, be, because like you said i mean you missed it i even have like people that i know um that like the band that like I kind of know personally when I put out um, like the mission thing, they're like, "Oh, I love this new song," and I was like, "Dang, well, it's not new. It's <laughs> so <laughs> kind of interesting, right?" Yeah, definitely, man. Well, you know, we I want to get more into talking about like that album specifically and and the, the couple of tracks that came out. But um, before all that, I'd like to kind of go back in time a little bit, if you will, and just really get more of like um, an insight about you as an artist. Um, sure. Yeah. So. You know, as as far as you want to go back, you know, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your kind of like your early musical influences and, um, you know, what was kind of your first experiences with like playing and, and making music? Sure. Well, I was born in the early 80s and my mom was really young. So she, you know, was listening to like Prince and Madonna, George Michael, like that, that sort of stuff. And like, I don't know, even like Tears for Fears and just that sort of real like I don't it was like it was like popular music it was pop music but it all was pretty pretty sad you know Purple Rain's like a really sad song and like Madonna Like a Prayer that's a sad song George Michael like Careless Whisper that's a sad and then like you know Sinead O'Connor Nothing Compares to You Peter Gabriel like In Your Eyes I mean that was like the first stuff that I was hearing and um and this is when I was you know really really young and I remember just being kind of like, I don't know, like I knew there was something wrong with me because I'd hear those songs and I'd like be, I'd like cry. You know, I, I, my friends were like, like unaffected 
Yeah, it's kind of maybe speaks yeah. to a more emotional kind of connection to that kind of music when you're at a younger age, I suppose. Because, you know, I think most people would say as an adult, <laughs> those kind of like ballady, ballady songs, you know, they get you in the right mood, they'll they'll make you cry. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, would, would, would you think that was the case? Maybe as a kid, you just maybe felt more of a, a more of an emotional connection to, to music. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I and mean, it was like, you know, it wasn't like on purpose. I think that's the whole point. It's like, it's like now I feel like, um, you know, you kind of like, I mean, granted, like every human being has like free will, but it wasn't as if I'm like, I'm going to put this on and I want to feel a certain way. It was like on, it was just, it just sort of happened to me. And I thought that that was interesting. And then I just seeing like that there was a possibility that like, okay, like, whoa, this is like a person is making this. Because you sort of view them when, you know, when you're younger as like these like monoliths and they're not like, it's not real people or it's like, how is that a thing? And then you're like, wait, like I can do that. It's almost like, you know, it's like if you're a person, you're walking through like Manhattan and seeing all those skyscrapers and stuff, you feel really small, but then you realize that like, you know, like we made those, you can, and and if you were that moved by it or whatever, it's like, you might, you can participate in it. And that's sort of how it felt to me is that I just liked music so much that I just wanted to, I just wanted to do it. And I wasn't sure if I was like allowed or like, you know, you know, if there was like, a, I'd like fill out some like thing and like send it to Santa Claus. Or I, I didn't really know. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of how it was. And then, I mean, so yeah, it was that. And then right when I started to get like, you know, old enough to where it was like, okay, I have a guitar I can get a guitar. Then it was like, you know, Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Nirvana, that all, all that 90s stuff was happening. So I think I just got pretty lucky, uh, I guess, just like in the eras that I was, I guess the era that I was born, because yeah, I had all that, that super, you know, emotional, like you said, ballady 80s stuff. And then boom, it was like grunge music, which is like a weird term, because I think that those songs are really, really beautiful and sad also. I mean, you listen to like, you know, Jeremy by Pearl Jam. I mean, that's like, an intense song so I, I don't know i just feel like i was just <laughs> so much like fucked up like this like heavy sad music is being just dumped into my brain like the whole time but i think that's really what it was yeah and then i just i, I just uh, got a guitar and i was like just like obsessed with it i'm still obsessed with it yeah so <laughs> sorry that's you know you do kind of a lot of acoustic songwriting and then um obviously the the, the kind of songs are produced and made into kind of full band ideas um you know, I see you've got a like a key, MIDI keyboard or a piano there in front of you as well. Um, it, was that something you did at an early age as well? Or was that as you kind of branched out, you've picked up new things along the way? Yeah, I mean, the real the real weird thing about instruments for me is that like, you know, like I can play drums and pretty, pretty much play every instrument. But it was weird, like learn to play drums just by having a drummer. You know what I mean? Just like having like seen it so much. And it's like, yeah, like the physicality and like muscle memory and stuff is like, that's tricky, you know, and that takes like time. But yeah, I mean, when we do lesser oceans, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like whether or not like, Oh man, maybe I can't like nail this drum part, but I like wrote the drum part in my mind. I was like, you know, this is what I want. And I like, you know, you know, like doing it just because it's like, I, I understand it. It's sort of like, if there's a will, there's a way it's like, and then the piano parts on the record, like I write all of that, but you know, it's not like, I'm not like McCoy Tyner. I'm not like really, really good at it, but it's just, you know, figuring out any way possible to get the sound out of your mind on, onto the 
record as opposed to working sort of in like a reverse where it's like, okay, like I'm a piano prodigy and then like, let's record that. It's more like, well, I hear that. And then, so let's figure out how to do it and like make my fingers or arms or, or whatever, be able to do that. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, it, it's mostly, I just wanted to push the, cause with fences for me, it's like pretty much like words first. Right. And then whatever I kind of hear behind it, like supporting it. And I get like obsessed, like, okay, it has to be like this. And, you know, if, if I can't do it, someone else will do it. If they can't do it, I'll do it. But it has to get done, if that answers the question. Yeah, it does, man, definitely. And, you know, when you talk about all these, you know, different instruments, you know, they're kind of like extensions of, you know, how you're getting, as you said, the sound in your head onto the, onto paper and then onto a record or whatever. But um, I guess, like, maybe the most personal of those is your actual voice, right? Because that's, you know, that instrument is you, I suppose. Um, so with singers, I'm always curious because it's quite like a very personal um like a quite a vulnerable personal thing to kind of do is to sing in front of people um from my perspective anyway so you know did you always feel comfortable kind of doing that or you know was did that just kind of evolve naturally as well i think it's probably the scariest thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> yeah yeah i but did how do, you, um, how do you get through it you know what makes you do it <laughs> it's it's kind of weird because you just have to like just sort of like reevaluate and and restructure like how you view fear in general because it's like it's funny because like remember the first show i played like i was like whispering because i didn't want anyone to hear me <laughs> at all and then it's like well if you don't want anyone to hear you then why are you even singing right you know it's like kind of like an oxymoron so um yeah so i did that but it was it was scary i was like i would have rather you know like been standing there like just naked like with people like shooting arrows at me it was like that's it was one of the more frightening things I've ever done. And you know, it still is in a way, but you just kind of go like, you just have to reformat, like, and, and kind of just reimagine like what, like, what is fear? Like, why, why are you afraid? Because now if I'm not afraid of singing, it's like, you know, I used to like be afraid to fly. And then now I've like flown little Cessnas myself. And, and then, you know, I used to not like elevators. And now it's like, I'll just ride them up and down all day just to like, you just have to figure out what fear is to you and just get rid of it. And then I realized that was sort of just reaching madness and, and realizing that like no one in the world is, is like more capable and beautiful than you are, not me, but you, everyone else. And then just go like, okay, like we're kind of like the creators of, of our own reality and, and, we make the art, we build the cities and then just sort of owning that and being like, well, what the fuck am I afraid of? And as soon as you start to think that way, then your voice goes from softer to higher and you just don't, you just don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, man. I think, yeah, as you, you know, kind of alluded to, it's a state of mind and it's one that, you know, just, I mean, <laughs> you, you get to that point in your life and you just realize this is what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I suppose it would be fear of being judged or fear, not fear of singing, but fear of thinking that someone might think that I was bad at it, for example. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're like creating music, you know, I guess that goes away with time, definitely. Yeah, I mean, totally. I hear what you're saying, but it's like, you know, like what if Bob Dylan was like, oh man, they're not going to think him, you know. Yeah. So you you can lose, you're going to lose out on a lot of beautiful stuff with the 
fear of judgment is because I think people, I don't know people as, as a whole or what that in, entails, but I think that that fear, that general fear and judgment is like kind of supposed to be there. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, the hippies, like, oh, you guys got long hair. Like, you know, like everyone's trying to, no matter what you do, they want you to be afraid of everything. And you're like, well, I don't want them to think this or they judge me. But then it's like, that's what I said. Like, you know, redesign it, like flip it and judge them first. Say like, I, I judge you because you're not, you don't get it. Like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, like who, like there is no judge and jury except for God, but we're all God. So it's the, the battles inside of you. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. I agree with you. Definitely. Um, but yeah, nice to get your like, you know, specific take on it. Um, so, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, music as, you know, like an art form and, you know, it's an idea in your head that you, that you get out and you perform it. Um, a lot's been said about art in general as a form of catharsis and a form of, you know, physically getting things out of you. Um, you know, would you say that's true for you? And, and is there anything, you know, perhaps in, in particular that uh, compels you to, to write and perform? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I used to, I used to sort of think that it was like therapeutic or something. And I suppose it is. It's, mm. but not, I feel like that makes it like a little bit like sim, simple, simplified or simplistic or whatever, but because it really doesn't, it doesn't like make you feel better really. Like it's almost like, it's like a temporary soothing mechanism, but it doesn't make you feel better. You know, it's like you can rock the baby, but the baby's going to keep crying and then it's going to grow up and then it's going to die. So it's like, it doesn't really fix everything. Um, so I'd say that just the act of playing is self-soothing. Like when I'm playing a guitar, it does ease like anxiety and then saying something, I guess you suppose like getting it off your chest, you know, and, and um, documenting a moment. But it's like an interesting concept because if something bad happens to you and then you document it, that's okay because, you know, we have diaries and we have therapists, but where it gets kind of problematic and sticky is that if I document a painful moment, then I have to go around and keep talking about it. So that's where I said, oh, no. So if I'm sad about something, I'm, I turn it into a song, then I go on tour. I have to essentially relive it every night. Yeah. So in a way, I've really screwed myself with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but does it does it perhaps provide some comfort? Then a lot of people would connect with that, and you know, you you, you know, in terms of the uh, like, what would you call it? The um, not the greater good. That sounds too grandiose. But in terms of uh, good that you've actually done by songwriting, you know, it would increase the general, um, you know, happiness. Yeah. Of the people that you. Yeah. It, it. I think that's what it has to become is that it's not that you become like a martyr or something right. or like a you know a prophet or like you said some grandiose thing but th there is some kind of you know interesting feeling when you know you said man like i really wasn't emotionally well when i wrote that and it and it and it, i don't want to sing about it i don't want to talk about it anymore but then you know somebody comes up and they're like you know oh you know that song like really helped me a lot and you're like Okay, so, you know, I guess it's like, I guess you'd say like it wasn't all for nothing. But but the thing that's like ironic about that is I'm like, what is really, what am I doing good for somebody if like, if like with, you know, sad music like this, it's like, if I, I feel like maybe I'm just making them sad too. 
it's like, I'm just like bringing people down with me. So you have to like, go like, okay, no, no. Like maybe I'm helping I, but do you see what I'm saying though? It's hard. It's like, I feel like, would it be more helpful if I was just, you know, doing really uplifting jingles or something like, so I don't, it's, it's hard to say. No, man. I think, uh, I think, you know, as long as there is um, that emotional connection, whether it's happy, clappy, or, you know, kind of more low key, more sad. Um, I think what makes people happy or makes people appreciate the music is the, like the message behind it, whatever that may be. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you should do what you think connects with people for sure, man. And, and what's, what's real to you. Like, yeah, that's, that's the only way to be, man. Um, so yeah, let's talk a bit about failure sculptures. Um, 2019 was the initial release and then you know we've got it's been re-released now with a couple of couple of tracks that are just kind of um acoustic i would say reimaginings but they probably started out as acoustic tracks right so what was the thinking of of those two particular hmm. tracks that you wanted to that's actually funny yeah well yeah you're right it's not really a reimagining it's sort of like just bringing it all back right right so yeah. yeah that's that's interesting um, yeah, I just, it, it was sort of just the ones that just felt good at the time. You know, I just, um, I was, I was living in like a, a cabin in the mountains and I didn't have like a, a studio or anything, but I met someone, I met some like kid at the grocery store, actually. He was like a fan and he's like, oh, like my, my grandparents gave me this cabin and I have a studio. He's like, I'd love if you came over and made music. I was like, was like okay you know like maybe this is weird but like that's amazing so i just i just went there and we just did them i just did them kind of like in one take just real quick tried not to like overthink it or something i just was like okay like what are the songs because some of the songs on there are like a bit like you know like i was talking about like were you saying is it like therapeutic and i'm like yeah but then you don't want to talk about it anymore a few of those songs i really don't i wouldn't i don't even play them because it's just like kind of too too sad but those just felt cool i just felt like ready i knew him i felt like i could sing him strong and everything um yeah so it's just fun to do them so that was a question right yeah 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 okay. what yeah that that answers it man definitely yeah um that's pretty cool though the uh the backstory with the cabin and stuff i don't think that's <laughs> that's um new new information to me so yeah that's um yeah i yeah i haven't i haven't yeah. said that to anyone so yeah it is yeah. new um so yeah we could talk about the, the album more as a whole you know i, I mean I, I don't want to pigeonhole you into a genre or anything like this but to my ears when i kind of listened to it i thought the first things i thought of when, that came to my mind were kind of you know elliot smith but kind of like tame impala um i, I don't know if that's oh. like you know that kind of like very spacey echoey um oh, cool. you know, kind of ambient stuff uh so you know, would uh, would you say that's kind of been an evolution you've been building towards? You know, with those earlier albums, you know, what what do you kind of see the evolution as of of the band, or I guess your songwriting as as well? Yeah, it's it's funny because I you know I, I just wrote a song like I think a couple, maybe last night or the night before, but it's like a very beautiful song just as it is, and I was like said well you would assume that you're just going and just record it just like that and that would be cool and moving. But in my mind, I just hear it like like the complete polar opposite of that, like making it just like huge. And um, I'm not talking about like, you know, just like, you know, arena rock drums and all, <laughs> all the all that kind of horse shit. But just, yeah, like big sonic things. I mean, not like, I don't know, because like to me, it's like what like what is like more intense is like this, like that, that or like like that feels right. 
that feels bigger. So it's more of just like, yeah, I suppose like that spacey big stuff. And um, I'm really intrigued by just bringing in like massive drama almost, you know, not to cheapen it and be, be trite, but like, you know, like a scene in a movie. I mean, there's two schools of thought. It's like, you know, if, if a man kisses a woman and it's silent, there's no score. It's like, that's beautiful. But like, if he kisses her and it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, wow, you know? Yeah. So yeah. there's two schools of thought. And it's like some songs, yeah, you want him to kiss her with nothing. And then sometimes you want timpanies and all this stuff. But um, I think where I am now is that like, I don't know, I want to be like less of a mouse, you know, more of a lion. And I, and I want things to be big. And Failure Sculptures has moments of meekness just because... It's, I was just kind of, I was maybe personally sad. I didn't feel strong then. And I wasn't strong inside those songs. So I wanted to to be that way. But now if I write a, a sad song, um, I just want to make it make it big again. But the, but the difference is, is where I'm sort of landing as an artist is if you take lesser oceans, it's like, yes, this was quote unquote big, but it was big in a way that was like, it was big, like how a mall is big. You know, I just want, I want this one to be big, like the new stuff I want to be big, like a mountain, you know. I get you, man. You're, it's it's kind of um, two, I mean, two very different images evoked there. You could say big mall, you know, <laughs> and big mm-hmm. mountain, like right, very different ideas. So, well, it's interesting you use that word scoring earlier. So like, I'm like curious, what do you, like, what do you think this album is like scoring? Like what? You know, is it like obviously the songs are you know quite personal from a lyrical standpoint, but from from the from the the instrumentation, is there something specific you have in mind? Like what what kind of like imagery uh, would, would that like evoke for you? Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, this is going to be like I guess kind of like a de- depressing answer, but I just wanted it to sound really hopeless, you know. And that's like, I mean, all the all the acoustic guitars I recorded like an octave up and double time speed. So all the acoustic guitars are slow motion. They're like, they're in slow motion. Mm-hmm. That's why they're all like, you know, if you listen to like, um, well, I get pretty much all, all the acoustic guitars. So if you listen to like, um, what's it called? Brothers, I think. It's like, oh, the devil. It's like that guitar is slowed down. Everything's just like slowed down and it's all analog and just, the lead guitar stuff like on a mission like the lead guitar and that is just like total madness i mean there's not like there's not like a melodic line like this is a guitar so it's just like ah, just like screaming i just i just wanted it to feel hopeless and and mad and i think it does to me yeah man there's that i think there's the third track on it same blues and that's like to, like there's there's reference to burning in the lyrics and to me like that it evokes like that song is a slow burn. Like if I just, if I had to describe that song, I'd describe it as a slow burn, right? And it's just yeah. super ambient as like the rest of the album is. And like, as you say, this is like, you know, these tracking methods to slow everything down. So yeah, I was just yeah, curious totally. as to what, what that kind of imagery um, was for you. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting you said it is slow because it's like, it, yeah, it's like I didn't have any intention of like, like I need to, I need to grab the listener and then, give them a chorus and give them a hook, and give them the chorus again. It was like nothing like that. It right, was like, right. it was like, yeah, the same blues. It's like, I feel like a, a large majority of the world is going to be bored within like 
20 <laughs> seconds of that song. But if you, you want to like, just, you know, listen to it, then yeah, then listen to it. But yeah, it was, I know I, sometimes when I, I mean, it's not like I listened to that record, but a couple of times when I gone back and heard it, I'm just like, man, like this is like, if, if someone listens to this whole record all the way through and they love it and they listen to the songs again, I'm like, that's like kind of a real commitment is how it feels. Yeah, it's for sure, like man. Yeah. I think most people who were kind of, you know, into their music, they're into like, you know, kind of, I mean, maybe like, you know, I guess I'm in the, the kind of business of listening to albums and kind of listening to them again and again and dissecting them. But for people like that, I think like those kind of ambient records, they're just, they're just great. They're great fun, man. Cause you, you there's so much to dive into. Like you miss a lot on, on the first listen through and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's true. There's a lot of hidden little things in there right. that I, I'm like, Oh man, like forgot that that was there. So I, I could see that it would be slow, but fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, so how, you know, uh, how do you think, you know, failure sculptures specifically, um, you know, when you guys can get back to kind of touring and playing live, um, would, would you say the songs from that, would they just kind of be paired back acoustic kind of versions? Cause there's kind of some electronic stuff going on in there that maybe you, you wouldn't replicate with like a four piece. Um, you know, yeah. you kind of see that. I mean, have you even thought about that? Um, no, I, yeah, I uh, have actually. I mean, yeah. I, th I think about that pretty much any time I'm about to play a show, like kind of for like whatever record I'm like, you know, whether it's a tour or a show and it's always, yeah, that's the weird battle because that yet again is a representation of the art. It's like, is there timpanis during the kiss or silence during the kiss? And it's like, because it's, it's, it's weird. Cause I've, you know, played a show where it was just me. And that was like, I mean, I, I went and toured Europe. I did like, I think like, you know, Germany, Austria, UK and you know, whatever, but I just went by myself completely by myself. And, um, those shows were amazing. They were like really, they were just so beautiful. But then sometimes I played a show where it was by myself and everyone's kind of talking over you and, and it, it's, it's a drag. And then you have a big band and sometimes like that feels stupid and it's, it's hard. I, I never know how, but, but personally I am like in a perfect world, I would do what Dylan did where he would come out you have the band and then, he'd finish just alone. That would be like, that'd be a dream. So I probably would do something like that, honestly. Maybe I should just do that. I've never, I haven't, I'm just gonna copy. <laughs> yeah, throw it in, man. Just just do the band set and then do uh, an encore, you know? Exactly. Yeah, nice, man. Uh, has there been some loose talk about uh, another release that's coming up now with like a, an EP or maybe like a shorter um, thing that's coming out soon? Uh, April 16th. EP. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Could, would, would you mind telling us a bit about that? Yeah, it's called, uh, I, yeah, I haven't said this, but I think I'm, I think I'm allowed to. It's mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's called a, a Wide-Eyed Elk Ensemble because all my EPs have, are six syllables to the Tall Trembling Trees, Wide-Eyed Elk Ensemble. Sort of, I don't know why I, I, I do that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, uh, it's five songs and it's my, it's my favorite thing I've ever done. So I'm really excited for people to hear it. Excellent, man. Yeah. And was this, um, obviously this would have been in lockdown. So is this, you know, have you been collaborating or is it going to be like a solo thing? No, it's, it, I, yeah, I just went, I just went into a studio with, you know, my friends and it's like, uh, you know, what well, there was, there wasn't like a bunch of people there. It's just two, two other people. Um, and I think everybody was like tested for COVID or something. I don't know. Right. I think we, we waited like a while. It was like, that moment is like, okay, like everyone's going to die. 
like in March, we just thought, okay, we're all going to die. And then when we realized, okay, like some people are going to die, but like not everyone. So like if maybe we are lucky, we could live, like let's try to make some music. So we, we did that, but we were like safe about it. you know. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, definitely. I, a lot of people have been, you know, going into studios and you know, socially distanced. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like go in there and like, you know, kiss, kiss Drew <laughs> on the mouth or something. <laughs> You know. As long as there were ten pennies there, it would be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, yeah, so we just we made a new new album, and it's cool. There's, it's like it is pretty big. There's like a lot of like electronic drums and kind of synths and like samples, and it sounds more kind of like maybe, maybe like James Blake or something. Mm, so interesting, man. Interesting. Excited. Yeah, cool, man. So that's uh, April sixteenth, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Pretty yeah. much, if not April eighteenth, but around exactly around then. Yeah. How was the um? How was the kind of experience writing that? It sounds like it was quite an informal thing. You know, there was just a few of you in the studio. You know, um, you you've already said that. You know, you you're pretty proud of it. You you like how it's going to sound. So, um, what was the yeah. uh, What was the actual experience like? Um, I, well, I wrote the songs like just. I think I mean one of the songs I wrote like the day that we recorded it, so it was just pretty quick it was and and these guys move really quickly do you know it's like they like they both sit at like separate stations and it's like they, they move like rapid speed they're like it's like star trek enterprise in there it's like um i mean we can make you know a, a, a giant sounding song in like literally like five minutes like just because you know they i don't know what the hell they're doing I'm more of like a, you know, purist, but um, I just, yeah, I would write songs, like just kind of write them and then like, oh, hey, like let's track these. And then, yeah, like, yeah, you know, come down tomorrow and just go and we just do it. And it was just really easy because I just was writing songs all the time. You know, I am always writing songs, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't really difficult. I just said, okay, like, I really like this one, really like this one. And we're just going and it was so quick. It was, uh, it wasn't arduous and it wasn't like we were in there, like, you know, like writing an album or something. It was almost like, I just was like, we'd just bring him a song and be like, can y'all please help me, you know, make this <laughs> like, it, so it was like, it's more like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you, um, obviously, you know, your, the songs come from you, but uh, how, um, hands-on are you with the, the kind of production and, and things from that nature. Is that something that's really kind of interested you or? Um, absolutely. I, I don't know like really what, what to plug in here and do Like, I don't know like that, that kind of stuff, but, but I am like, you know, okay. Like, Oh, like that kick sound, like sound of the kick drum. I'm like, you know, like round it out. Like it's too tight. Like I'm very like, like all the audible stuff I'm like really into and, and I'm like, okay. Like, you know, like even like down to like the Moog or like I'm like pull the reverb down off the piano or like I'm hearing this. It's like I definitely become kind of a madman and see it all around. <laughs> and I and I try yeah. to, you know, I could probably get pretty annoying in the studio, actually. I bet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of like a perfectionist mindset then, right? A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. 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 Thanks, man. Thanks for coming to talk to us. Um I really liked the the reissue of the album. It was cool that I managed to check that out when otherwise they ordinarily wouldn't have. And yeah, man, looking forward to the uh, the new release and everything. Right on. Thank you so much. No, no, thank you. Stay safe, man. And um, yeah, hope everything is good in your part of the world. Um, right as on. much as it can Likewise. be. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
Yeah. All right. Thank you very okay. much, Chris. Take care. You're dude. welcome. Thank Cheers, you. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace.